I haven't been on a course in just a little bit. It just uh, the 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 winter's kind of gotten away from me. And then tomorrow, well, I, I made a tee time. I made a tee time. It's I'm only gonna play nine. I usually only play nine anyway, but I'm gonna play nine. It's gonna be 46 degrees. It's probably gonna be cold, and I could not be more excited. So I'll be thinking about that a lot throughout tonight's show. But I'm also gonna be thinking a lot about this Steelers game and this Browns game and where we're at and where our head is at because honestly. It's still dripping with intrigue. And so I want to start with you guys here on this night at 216-474-92. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. Do you expect Dorian Thompson-Robinson to win the job on Sunday? Just shoot me straight. What seems to be true, regardless of a signing for the Browns or not, is that DTR will get the start on Sunday. And so because he's going to get the start, he's going to get his redemption story. He's going to get his chance after that Ravens game where he had two hours of notice against the best defense in the league. If it sounds impossible, it's because it was. But for a moment, okay, just for a brief moment, I need everyone in the listening audience to lose the Joe Flacco airline photos, lose the RG3 tweets that seem comical considering that he was made of glass seven years ago. I mean, he still made a glass deal, but seven years ago when he tried to do it here, it was what it was. Lose the debates on every random quarterback. Tom Brady's not coming here. Lose that debate and just focus in on the idea that DTR can wipe away all of that this weekend. A great DTR game. And all of a sudden, we have breath again. Joe Flacco is not walking through that door and all of a sudden becoming good again. It's not happening. Unless Berea has themselves one of those hot tub time machines and we're back a decade ago, him being good isn't reality. The ceiling with Joe Flacco is the same ceiling as any other past their prime quarterback we can think of. So dump all those in the garbage right now. And we'll get to them. I promise you. We will talk about Cam Newton. We will talk about Joe Flacco. We'll talk about all these guys. But for a moment, get rid of all of them and tell me what you need to see out of DTR, and whether or not you expect DTR to be able to go in there against what is arguably, Dominic running the board for us going to hate this comment, but it's true, arguably one of the worst Steelers defenses of the Mike Tomlin era. They've been better in recent weeks, but they're not good, all things considered. Okay, good. No complaints. Steelers fan running the board. It is what it is. I didn't ask for him. I, I thought Jax was coming tonight, but I'm happy he's here. He's a good guy. He's wearing a Guardians polo to balance it out. He's like a Guardians baseball fan over Pirates, I guess, at that point. But we, we'll, we'll get all to that a little bit later on. It is what it is. You can have an NL and an AL uh, favorite. It, it's okay. It's fine. We'll get to all that later on. The point being is that DTR on Sunday can wipe away any of the unnecessary conversation of what slappy can we bring in. How good is Joe Flacco? How good is Cam Newton? How good is... Who cares? Who cares? The real situation at hand, and then the honest situation we have to have with ourselves, is that if DTR can ball out on Sunday, none of it matters. If DTR takes on the Steelers, beats them, and looks proficient doing it. Now, there are bad ways to win games when it comes to, you know, watching your quarterback. I some of you guys are like, Jonathan, that's impossible. I just win, baby. Al Davis taught me that. No, 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 no. It's not true. We are six and three. Six and three with really bad quarterback play overall. So we can win and the quarterback be bad. We are uh, exhibit A of that. The Browns actually have the lowest passer rating of any team this season. We are lower than the Steelers. We are lower than the Jets. We are lower than the Raiders. We are dead last, a 67 
Eight touchdowns and 12 interceptions on the year. Averaging 180 passing yards a game. I'll say that last one for you guys again. Louder for the people in the back. We have thrown eight touchdowns to 12 picks as a collective quarterback room this year. That's ungodly bad. Think about all the jokes you made at Kenny Pickett's expense last year for being a negative touchdown-interception ratio guy. Think about those jokes and now sit and look where we're at, okay? You can have bad quarterback and still win games. The Steelers are evident of that, and right now we are evident of that as well. So we need to judge Dorian Thompson-Robinson not based off of how well he does in the game and if he gets a win, we need to judge him based off of how well he does independent of the win or the loss. I'm going to need you guys to do something that is not ingrained into your guys' brains. And I think Cleveland's different in this regard, okay? And I love Cleveland. You guys know I love you guys. I love you dearly. I'm not from here. You guys know that as well. I'm from Chicago. And growing up, I never had this mentality I, I didn't know this mentality was as existent until I got here. And now I noticed that this is, this is how people in Northeast Ohio believe, think, act, whatever you want to call it. You, as a collective, I say we because my wife is from here. My daughter was born here. I am a we now. We tend to think just win. Win and it doesn't matter. Winning is a beautiful thing. I need you guys to throw that out the window for Sunday. I want you guys to care about the win. You need to care about the win. I'm not saying don't care about the win. And I'm not saying take some sort of, uh, you know, awesome victory lap in regards to Dorian Thompson. No beer, uh, you know, keg stands or anything like that after the game if we lose. But Dorian Thompson Robinson looks awesome. Not asking you to do any of those things. I'm not. I'm not and I wouldn't. I really do believe, and I, I don't know, I'm trying to get to the genesis of this. I don't know, maybe this was a Pete Franklin mantra or something like that, and and because so many of you guys listened to him back in the day, it just kind of, it's just permeated through for decades on decades, and now it's just how the whole entire city thinks. There was somebody out there, I don't know who it was, there was somebody out there back in the day that was talking to you guys a lot and informing you guys a lot, maybe it was a writer, I don't know. Somebody was telling you guys that winning is the only thing that matters on a week-by-week basis. I'm about winning the war and not necessarily the battle. That's how I think. Winning the battle's fun and all, and that would be good, but I'm about winning the war more than anything. Dorian Thompson Robinson, for this week alone, really think we got to be able to separate. And the Browns, if we're going to be successful, and the front office, if it's going to be successful, they have to learn to separate a win and how the quarterback played. A loss and how the quarterback played. Because all this is going to dictate what they do moving forward. If we win the game and Dorian Thompson-Robinson looks like dog doo-doo, then I don't want to see Dorian Thompson-Robinson out on the field. It's great we got the win. I'm happy we got the win. But I don't want to see him out on the field. And the reverse works the same as well. If we lose, but Dorian Thompson-Robinson looks great, then let's keep throwing the rookie out there. We gotta find a way to become independent of win, uh, win or loss here. We gotta find a way to think to ourselves, all right, we are, we are battling, and I use battling for a reason. We are battling whether it's going to be DTR or whatever quarterback we find out of the used DVD bin. 
But you got to be able to find that out this weekend. You got to be able to find out what exactly you have and what exactly you don't have and whether or not you can move forward with it. So let me hear you. 216-474-0092. Do you expect DTR to win the job this weekend? Are you expecting him to go in there independent of win or loss and put on a show that as what he described himself would be a night and day difference from what we saw against Baltimore. Nathan Zagura on the morning show earlier today talking up DTR. Here we go. I just think it's night and day just in terms of the mindset and the preparation. Like, we go back to that week, you know, the game plan was fully for Deshaun Watson. Everybody expected Deshaun Watson to play. And so on very short notice and with very little time to kind of change some of the things they were going to ask out of DTR relative to that of Deshaun Watson, he gets thrust in against one of the best defenses in the NFL. And obviously it did not go well for him. This week, he's the starter. They know that you're going to have a game plan that's completely catered to his strengths and his ability to, you know, make plays with his legs as well as with his arm. And I think you're going to see a lot more shotgun. You're going to see a lot more kind of RPO stuff that he is comfortable with where you give him one clearly defined read. You say, if they do this, you go here. If they do that, you go there. And then if not, go ahead and take off. Use your legs to run and make plays that way. And I think we'll also see some under center bully ball with Nick Harris and us getting big because we're good at that. But I also think that, you know, the mentality this week has to be every drive has to end with a kick and punts are okay. Our defense should be able to handle the Pittsburgh Steelers as they did back in week two. And I think that, you know, you just have to not lose the game if you're DTR and if there comes a chance where you have to make a play obviously go ahead and make that but for the most part just be the steward of this game for the Cleveland Browns on offense every drive must end in a kick is a great way to put that no turnovers that's how we're gonna have to start to judge DTR I can't expect him to be the world's greatest quarterback right away but I can't expect him to protect the football and I can expect and have the expectation attached to uh, DTR performing at a level that is at least better than what we've seen throughout this year. And I know, listen, we've had some Deshaun Watson games in there as well. Deshaun Watson has been around the 23rd best quarterback in the NFL. But again, collectively, between P.J. Walker, between Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and between Deshaun Watson, we have had the worst passer rating in the entire NFL. We have eight touchdowns and 12 interceptions. If you saw our stat line as a whole for a team and attached it to an individual player, you wouldn't let that guy on an XFL team. You wouldn't even pack the bags and say, go play in Canada. Canada would be like, no, thank you. CFL is too good for you. 67 passer rating in the NFL. No, you can't. I don't even know if they let you throw scrimmage, uh, you know, practices in, in like a seven on seven game in Texas for high school. I don't know that they would, but I want to hear from you. 216474 to below 92. Do you expect DTR to win the job? I think you should be rooting for him, and here's why I'm rooting for him in this matchup. If you go to the used DVD bin, and you have to get yourself a Joe Flacco, a Cam Newton, or whatever name you want to come up with, if you go there, you know what that ceiling is. You know the highs that they won't be able to deliver. With DTR, he's a mixed bag. There still lies the idea out there that he can be Brock Purdy. And I know... Having a Brock Purdy, having a Tom Brady, I talked to you guys on this on Wednesday. Uh, having one of those guys happen is a once every 20 years thing, it feels like. It feels like we already got our guy once every 20 years. That is a six-round, seventh-round guy that turns into a an instant magician overnight and is awesome. Brady, obviously, with the Pro Bowls and then into the Super Bowls. Brock Purdy hadn't lost a regular season game his entire career until the Browns a couple weeks ago. Uh, incredible. He led the league in passer rating last year, was leading the league in passer rating this year when he met up with us earlier in the year. 
that's every 20 years. We got to hope lightning strikes twice. And that would give us an extremely high ceiling. But even if he's just 15th to 20th in the NFL, then we're looking in a really good spot. 216-474-0092. All right. It's a Friday. We're going to have fun. We're going to let the hair down a little bit. I want to hear from all you guys, though. You guys are making this whole thing go. We got the fan focus at 9 o'clock, as we always do. We got a Cavs game we'll get to when that one wraps up as well. But do you expect DTR to win the job this weekend? It's overtime with Jonathan Peterson here with you on the fan. Just keep thinking about the idea that this goes sideways on Sunday. Kevin Stefanski, who, who's basically spent the week in Browns fan paradise. Nobody was throwing uh, any digital rocks in his direction. It felt like the fan base was talking extensions and all these type of things. That'll change really quickly. And I I know Stefanski's been through the ringer when it comes to people being one way and then acting another way and then acting another way. Uh, it's It's a different story. When you got the Steelers involved. I am fascinated, though. So we had a caller on the line here. His name is Mark. We'll get to you in a second, Mark, because uh, he says Northeast Ohio thinking about winning only. He's got a reason why, and I'm fascinated because in the first segment, I, I said I don't know if it was Pete Franklin. Because there's a couple things that I really do believe are uniquely Cleveland when it comes to the sports fan here and their mentality and the mindset. And, I, I again, I don't know. Is, is that just everyone in town listening to Pete Franklin at one time, and this was his type type of thinking, and so everyone got on board with it, and it's now just permeated through the entire city? I'm not sure. And I'm not saying that just the the win-at-all-cost mentality, that in and of itself is uniquely Cleveland, but to a man, the Cleveland audience that I'm talking to right now, 98% of you all believe just win. Just win. All that matters, just win and figure everything else, else out at uh, after you get the W. I'm telling you guys, for this game, there's an evaluation process that has to go on beyond just winning and losing. Now, winning obviously helps out a lot of this stuff. But as evidenced by what we've seen with the Browns quarterbacks this year, P.J. Walker won two games, only lost one. You can have a bad quarterback and still win games. You can have a good quarterback and still lose games. We just need to erase the win-loss idea from the quarterback. We need to separate the two. The Browns are 6-3 and three right now, and they have the lowest passer rating of any team this season. Just separate the two ideas for me, just this once, just this weekend. And listen, if DTR looks like crap and we win, I still want you to get drunk down Euclid, okay? I, I, I mean, tell Dominic's buying the first round, okay? Just meet him out. You got to meet him out, though. He's like, where's Waldo? Uh, he might be staying in his apartment now this weekend. I don't know. But... The reality is is that if we win, that's great. But we might end up leaving Sunday with the idea that we won. There's a lot of work we got to do. I'd prefer to leave Sunday where we win, and then we're just talking about how DTR's got a chance to be one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. And uh, we got Brock Purdy 2.0, Tom Brady 2.0, all these other type of things. That might be a little more pie in the sky than maybe a lot of people want for a Friday. All right, 216-474-0092. Or, excuse me. Yeah, Mark. Mark and Maple Heights. I have two Marks on the line. I apologize. Mark and Maple Heights, what do you got for me? JP, my man, first of all, I love the show. Thanks for keeping us company on third shift here, brother. So Thank you, Mark. Means a lot. Not a problem, man. Thank you. Now, with the mentality, it's we've had 20 years of suckitude, okay? So specifically speaking to the Cleveland Browns, and I don't know who the hell Pete Franklin is. I'm 37 years old. I don't oh, know old-time who- radio host. Old-time radio host awesome. in Cleveland, yeah. 
good good for him. Um, <laughs> the the mentality comes from watching that team just basically suck since I was a kid. So when you get the wins, mm. that's all you want is the wins. Now I'm very able to separate DTR's play. We need competent quarterback play. I don't need him to come out and be Brady, but I don't need him to turn the ball over 50 times. Nathan's quote was the best. Let every drive end in a kick. Mm-hmm. Now, if he does look terrible and we win, of course I'm going to be happy, but I also know that the pressure is going to be on Barry in the front office to go get a competent quarterback because we know what a P.J. Walker is, and if the kid sucks again, then you kind of know what he is. Um, so that's that. And then just real quick, on, on Stefanski, um, I, I was a get-that-guy-the-heck-out-of-here type of guy, okay? This season's kind of changed my mind. We've had, like, you you, you put the stats out there, 8-12, and 12, worst, worst 8-12 to 12 on TD, INTs, right? Mm-hmm. Worst quarterback rating. Um, guy loses his starting right tackle, his left, starting left tackle, his starting running back. We can run down all the injuries. They're still 6-3, and three, Okay. And my confidence with, with, with Kevin right now is I've seen him make Jacoby Brissett have his best season. Baker have his best season. Deshaun's looked good in certain spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to win with P.J. Walker. So it makes me excited to know that we might have somebody that's able to manage this kid to put a game plan around him. I'm going to hop off and listen. Again, we appreciate you keeping us company all night. Just keep doing what you're doing, J.P. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it a lot, man. It means a lot. I So I want to... I want to spin off that for a second. It's that last part that I want to hang on to. Because what I believe Kevin Stefanski is great at is getting bad quarterbacks or mediocre quarterbacks to be in their very best. And he went through the list there. He went through Baker and he went through uh, even just some of the guys we've seen recently. And Jacoby Brissett, who was, have you ever seen Jacoby Brissett look that good? You haven't. He was great, right? And I, there's a lot there. Case Keenum back in Minnesota. I've always believed that he is Shanahan light. He's Shanahan Jr. That's what Shanahan's big trick is. That's his, that's his NFL parlor trick is taking bad to make you mediocre quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo and then them going to two NFC title games in three years while appearing in the Super Bowl. Taking Brock Purdy and him not losing a regular season game until the Browns game this year. So if I believe that he's Shanahan light, that I should believe that he's going to be able to excel with DTR. The only fly in the ointment in that conversation is that for the very first time, I watched him not be able to take somebody that was bad and overcome that, and that was P.J. Walker. I am so shocked that Stefanski, the way that he schemes these things up and the way the receivers he gets open and the plays that he draws up, I'm so shocked that he couldn't get P.J. Walker to at least be decent. But that might be a P.J. Walker problem. I, I'm settling on the idea that it's more of a P.J. Walker problem than it is a Stefanski problem. And I'm hoping if I'm right about Stefanski in the way that I believe that he is, I think we're going to be good on Sunday. I think we're going to have an all right time on Sunday with DTR. I can't promise you he's going to be you know, Brock Purdy. But I would say in my estimation, it is more likely he looks like Brock Purdy in San Francisco and has one of those type games. Then he does what happened in that, that first game against the Ravens where he had two hours notice and how in the hell was he supposed to succeed against the number one defense? Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Let me hear it. Do you expect DTR to win the job? Other Mark in Cliffview up next on the fan. Hello, Mark. Yo, what up, Jay? <laughs> What's up, man? 
Hey, man, I, uh, I'm listening uh, to everybody, and they talking all this stuff about DTR and all this, man. This guy is a rookie, man. Mm-hmm. Like, give him a chance, man. You feel me? Like, like he got threw into the wolves, like you said, that number one defense. What did they expect for that guy to do? Like, he's, he, he, he has to have reps to actually get better. Like, even Deshaun Watson wasn't looking great when the games he played. Like, his best game was his last game that he played. You feel me? So, like, give this man a chance man to actually have hold the reins of the team and, and like we said before don't we know that this guy got through to the wolves uh two days before like hey you're starting buddy like if you had to do a a, a, a nine to five job in, in a different job in two days uh, you know what i'm saying like what, what do they expect from you and 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 you make a good point about kevin stefanski Hold on, y'all come here. You make a good point about Stefanski. He is the quarterback guru, right? Give this man a chance to make things work. Like, uh, uh, we're going to – I'm just – you know what, man? I can't wait for the game so we can see what he do. This is his chance. This is DTR's second chance to start. You know what I'm saying? So let's see it. But he has a full week of practice, Jay. What do they want him to do? Let's see him perform good. And, look, I want to say this, though. I'm, I'm kind of feeling trippy about Kevin Stefanski choosing DTR because I actually was feeling a certain like type of warmth <laughs> with um uh, uh, uh BJ Walker uh, uh, yeah with PJ. no 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 that was I'm, false I'm saying bro I felt like he was just getting you know what I'm saying started bro oh hey, hey Mark of- Mark I appreciate you man take care of your kids there okay I, I hear him in the background take care of your kids. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> be, be good, Mark. <laughs> Actually, it's funny about that is that I did a so I did a radio hit in Indianapolis this morning, right? And they, I, they, it's like a quick thing. It's not a it's not a big like fifteen minute interview or anything like that. It's a it's a couple minutes. You're in, you're out. It's no big deal. I do them all across the country, but I was in Indi- Indianapolis today, and um, they called, and I had my daughter next to me, and my daughter was sitting there, and my daughter just started babbling like three weeks ago. She says, Dada, she says, Mama, and then, like, she says other incoherent things that sound like Baba, and that's it. But, like, every now and then, she'll go on these big, like, Baba thing, you know what I mean? Like, big, big, I wasn't going to do the real version of it, like, my impression of it, because I didn't want to give any dads out there any PTSD for the moment, but I got on the call, and she started she started doing that in the background, and, and I had that realization, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, if they don't like that, that's, that's who I am today. Like, that's, that's who I am right now. If you don't want to hear that in the background, uh, ask Nick Wilson to do it next time. I'm sure he'd be happy to. 216474 to below 92. Get somebody else to do it then. Well, I'm doing the best I can here, but they didn't say anything because nobody ever says anything. He went to the grocery store yesterday and it just, it amazes me. Anytime I take my daughter, I, I took her in a, one of those like, uh, Alan from the hangover type suits where the baby is just like in the front. I, and, and I'm walking through the grocery store. Your mind is so focused on this little child. You just bump into things all day. I bump into all sorts of things, but people are just so nice when you have a baby. They just, they're just so, they're so like, oh no, no, my bad, my mistake. I'm sorry. And I'm like, I clearly bumped into you. It's my bad. Just because I have a kid doesn't absolve me of that. Anyway, falling in love with BJ Walker. Mark, I can't help you there. He's got. A quarterback game only a mom could love, okay? Only a dad could love. He's not good, and they made the right call not going to P.J. Walker. They made the right call in going to DTR because at least DTR gives you a high upside. I know, is it great to be betting on mystery? 
I, I feel like I'm playing the game of Price is Right. I'm like, what's what was the game where you got to guess between door number one, two, or three? The uh, the one that was hosted by Wayne Brady these days. It's Wayne Brady. It used to be somebody else. Nothing on this, Dominic. Not a game show guy. I know it. I can't. Think not of not it. nobody in the room is a game show guy. Whose line is it, anyways? And I know that's not correct. <laughs> that was a great show too, though. You're gonna make me look it up because now I now I have to know it. But the sad part about this is that it, it's it's more sad that nobody in this room. Let's make a deal. It's sad nobody in this room knew that. I knew it. I couldn't remember it. You guys are supposed to be like my. Uh, you're my parachutes. It's like, did you watch last night on Amazon Prime? So the game last night, it's got Carissa Thompson. We'll talk about her a little bit later on. But it's got Carissa. It's got Richard Sherman. It's got all these people. And one of the panelists made a reference to Festivus. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick said a reference to Festivus. And the entire table looked around and said, I have no idea what you're talking about. As if Seinfeld didn't exist. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. What is what is Festivus? What is what is he with Festivus? I thought you were talking about Festival. Incredible. That's what just happened with us right here. That was it. Let's make a deal is what it's called. So let's make a deal. You got you got behind like one, two, or three, and they have different doors, and then you got to look behind one, but it's always a mystery, right? The key is a mystery. DTR is a mystery. DTR is behind door number three right now. I'll take behind door number three. It might be a car. It might be a cactus. It might be a bunch of, uh, you know, poopy diapers. I don't know. It could be anything. I'll take that over what I have in front of me, which what I have in front of me right now is P.J. Walker, and P.J. Walker is the equivalent of the poopy diapers. I'll roll the dice. Let's go for door number three. DTR is a chance to have high upside. The Ravens game was no chance for him right there. Best defense in the NFL, not named the Browns. He had no chance. He can get after Baltimore, or he can get after Pittsburgh, and especially he can get after the lack of uh, a Jerome Ford can get after Pittsburgh's run defense right now. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. I feel fast today. I'm going a little fast. All right, David and Canton up next. Hello, David. I'm always fast, but faster than usual. Hello, David. Hey, Jonathan, take a breath. For God's I know, sake. man. I feel I, ninety I'm, miles an hour. David, I'm, I broke a sweat right there. I broke a sweat. That's it's ridiculous. Have the have the uh, your producer bring in a drink. Settle down. You know, I, that's, a, that's a good call. That's a good call. You think he's got some uh, some Johnny Walker Red in the back room somewhere for me? I don't know. Does the Grand Poobah allow the alcoholic beverages in there? That's a negative, Ghost Rider. Well, <laughs> well anyway, you know, you're talking about. I'll mention DTR, but you're talking about uh, Pete Franklin. Well, he was an old-time radio. Uh, old-time radio is when David Sarnoff signed on with NBC in 1920. Yeah, that's yeah, old-time radio. Yeah, that's uh, Pete Franklin wasn't afraid to take on any of the front offices, Indians, Cavaliers, and especially the Browns, Modell. He wasn't afraid of Modell. He wasn't afraid of the really stupid owner of the Cavs at the time, who he called, uh, what, what was that guy's name, the PR guy that the, Wait, the David, NBA. David, get, get to, the, get to the, the DTR point. We can talk about P. Franklin later. It's okay. Well, I, I'm not. Uh, why is everybody always using his initials, and he doesn't want to call himself Dorian? 
Oh, I don't know that that's a him call. I feel like I use DTR a lot because it's easier for me. It's like DPJ with Donovan Peoples-Jones. I just shortened it. That's a that's a me thing, David. I don't think that's a Dorian Thompson-Robinson thing. That's well, just a everybody thing. calls him DTR. Everybody I've heard, and I didn't know exactly what his name was, and I found out. Oh, you didn't his know his first, name. His first name is Dorian. Yeah, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR. From the classic novel made into a movie, the picture of Dorian Gray. Is he a David, picture a of Dorian? You are. You're not. You're not well, a real David. You're not a real person. There's no way that's a real person. That is. There's no way, David. That, that there's no way. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. That was a fantastic pivot. I love it. There's no way that was real. Sam, Nate, everybody else hang inside. 216474 to If you're hanging, I'll get to you coming up on the other side. Do you expect DTR to win the job? It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on the fan. Twitter reactions brought to you by Chapman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Uh, a lot of people chiming in and saying no chance that guy exists. Uh, Chubb saying the picture of Dorian Gray. God bless David. Yeah, I, I mean, just across the board. Anthony says, I expect DTR to win the position, but for this game, I want the Browns to continually run right at Watt over and over again and wear his ass down. You know, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Miles Garrett versus TJ Watt in this game. And I know that's kind of weird. It's kind of like when... You know, Patrick Mahomes takes on Justin Herbert. It's like, well, Patrick Mahomes takes on the Chargers defense. Justin Herbert takes on the Chiefs offense. They don't actually go mano a mano, but it kind of really does feel like TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett because both are up for defensive player of the year. Both are always vying for the idea that they're the best in the game at their position. Really the best in the game as far as the defense is concerned. There's a lot at stake in the Miles Garrett versus TJ Watt Bowl. No doubt about that one. But the idea that the Browns should run the ball at ton is one I find fascinating because I don't think Kevin Stefanski's got it in him. I, if he were a run the ball a million times guy, here, let me tell you one thing. I was very impressed when in the last game with Deshaun Watson, he did show me something I've never seen before. I, I lost my mind when Arthur Smith, that Falcons game last year, Arthur Smith ran the ball 14 times. Now, and then it's funny because Arthur Smith this year does, he pretends as if Bijan Robinson isn't even a real player, but he was taking practice squad guys and running them 14 straight times. BJ Robinson is a stud and he acts like he's a slappy. It's incredible. But Kevin Stefanski in this last game ran the ball 11 straight times on that one drive. You remember that one? 11 straight times. And I just didn't know he had that in him. I was convinced that, you know, the, the old uh, the old idea that, you know, Tiger doesn't change his stripes. Like if you are, you are what you are, basically. I thought Kevin Stefanski was just one of these coaches that it didn't matter what the game was presenting. It didn't matter what was going on. He just he needed to pass the football because we've seen Deshaun Watson in sub-zero temperatures throw the ball near nearly 40 times. It just felt like that's who he is. It felt like that's what he's about. And what's incredible is that in that last game, he showed when Jerome Ford is averaging six yards a pop against a really good Ravens defense, feed him the rock. Keep feeding him the ball. Keep giving Jerome Ford an opportunity. So to Anthony's point, I don't know that Kevin Stefanski will revert back to what we saw previously with Stefanski or whether in one week he's turned over a new leaf and he's made some changes that we just it just took three and a half years to get there. It'll be interesting to to stay with. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. 
Sam up next on the fan. Hello, Sam. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Sam? Hey, uh, I I thought I knew what to talk about until I heard that last caller. I think he's real. <laughs> There's not, I can't believe that. I, I refuse to go to bed tonight thinking that was real. I don't know, man. He's telling you to, to have some Johnny Walker or something like that. It's bad advice. But, man, <laughs> I, I don't know. Was, I was waiting for him to ask why the helmets are orange when the uh, team is the Browns. Like, it's just, it, it could have been more out there. It's great. But I think that's I think that's a real Clevelander right there. I think that's legit. That's my vote. Anyway, uh, it's these quarterbacks, there's so many people that are, that are just, I just feel like there's so much negativity. Watson, they're like wanting him to fail or get him out of there. And, you know, and then Walker, they, they're, it's like almost like people are rooting against these guys and almost rooting against the season. I swear there's some Browns fans who are happier when they're 0 16 and they can just, just complain and be angry all the time. And I, I I'm not a, I'm not an optimist every day. I'll admit. Sure. But, I got to say, this season has been kind of fun. I mean, I, I, it helps that they're winning, but like the idea that they're trying to piece together this quarterback spot, they're bringing back the running game after losing the, the unbelievable uh, back. Like they're they're piecing this together and they're making it really exciting. I mean, I, I, I don't know what more could you ask for that we're competitive. I mean, even Walker, yeah, Walker was you know a little scary, but what one two out of three of the games that he started. Is that right? Like, yeah, two out of three. I just, I feel like, Sam, and it is fun. I'm having some of the most fun I've ever had watching Browns football, right? That's how I feel. And, yeah. And the defense, the defense alone is worth the price of admission. So I'm right there with you. I just, yeah. I, th- I think most people, they, you want to make sure you're building it towards something, right? You want to make sure you're not just building a wall to build a wall. You know what I mean? Like, you want to build towards yeah. something. And I feel like that's what, that's what Browns fans right now, after the Deshaun news, we're just kind of missing. Yeah. No, it doesn't, it doesn't help that. You know, with all this talent, oh, they're they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. That's like the, the expectations are off the charts, so it's like they're like waiting for that ball to or the yeah. shoe to drop. They're like, no, it's oh, going to blow up. And Sam, blow up. Oh, there, see, it blew up. <laughs> and Sam, this was the year though. Like, and they built towards it. Not appreciate the call. Thank you, Sam. We'll let you go here. You betcha. Thank you. I they, they built everything towards this year. Everything was for this year. Look at the cap situation and how we delegated everything out. It was for this year. I was checking out our cap the other day. Just quick note, quick aside, and then we'll go back to DTR. You know we're still paying Austin Hooper seven point five million dollars in dead money. Austin Hooper is still he's getting seven and a half million dollars this year from the Browns. Dead money. So you know, but it counts. He counts seven and a half million dollars against the books for the Browns. Not wild. Two one six four seven four to bone ninety two. I was looking at that because I looked up that Tom Brady was costing the Buccaneers thirty five million, and obviously they're like they're okay. It sucks, but they're okay because they got their they got their title. It's different, but. This was the year. We were everything was building towards this year, and and you want to feel like you're building towards something again. And I feel like that got put on pause with the Deshaun Watson news, and that's the part that sucks because we know everyone knows this is a championship defense. We know that. Nate up next on the fan. Hello, Nate. Hey, Jonathan. How are you? Hey, Nate. How's it going? Good. Hey, you know you're exactly right. Um, everything was built for this year, and um. And really, it's it's a failing of Barry that we have a rookie starting for us right now in a pivotal part of this season. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that he's a rookie, and you have to just let him be a rookie. What was the percentage that you meant completion percentage you mentioned earlier that the CFL wouldn't even tolerate? Well, it was a passer rating of sixty-seven. I see. I see. I was. 
I looked up some stats of some rookie quarterbacks. Um, yeah, it was not complete, instance, it was not completion percentage. It was passer rating. They these were um, quarterbacks before QBR was listed on ESPN stats, but. Troy Aikman's first year, he had a 52.9% completion percentage and th- and threw twice as many intercept- interceptions at 18 versus touchdowns versus nine. Yeah, but Nate, Nate, now, Nate, I, I caution uh, you on that. I, I'll listen to you, I promise you. I, I just I caution you on that because the game has changed so much. Look at, like, Eli Manning's numbers. Eli Manning never completed more than 60% in any season. There was there was years he went to the Super Bowl completing, like, 52%. He was not, like, completion percentages, it's just changed. They've gotten so good at it. But But in this town... We run them. We run them out of town. We don't give them that chance. Like, we would never have given these other guys any chance to have proven themselves. First year, Deshaun Kaiser, look oh. like garbage. See you later. Never see you again. Nate, but, Nate, 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 here's the other part of that, though, is that there's no, there's no, there's nothing after this for DTR, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, like the, the best-case scenario for DTR is he plays great, and then he's just a backup for Deshaun Watson. But it's not like we let him – you have training wheels, and then he morphs into this great quarterback under our wing. Like, no, he's he's grabbing a clipboard next year yeah, unless that, he, unless Deshaun Watson gets injured. Well, um, you know that that same philosophy could have been said with Tom Brady versus Drew Bledsoe, who was at that time a substantially better name and better known quarterback than Tom Brady. And if DTR um, turns into Tom Brady, we got a good problem on our hands, don't we, Nate? Well, but how would you ever know? Because you just said he'll never get the chance because Watson's going to be on the field. Well, he's going to get a chance this week. He's going to get a chance this week, and if he does good this week, then he'll have a chance for the rest of the season. You can't give him a chance, even if he plays horrible this week. How do you? That that's the whole point. Rookies have to let you got to let them be rookies. He might have a terrible game. Doesn't mean he's a terrible quarterback. No different than how these guys. Troy Aikman, Peyton Man. I see what, what you're saying. I see what you're saying. The, the Browns aren't currently constructed in a way that we have a long runway for these rookie quarterbacks, though. Like, we're just no, not. There are other teams out there that are. We're not one of them. Well, that's exactly why Barry failed miserably. In we should never have had uh, this situation occur in the first place. There should have been a number two. I was trying to see what you were. Go- I was trying to see what you're getting at, Nate. And that's. I agree with that. I'm not disagreeing with that. Oh, and and if this season goes south, it's because we didn't have Jacoby Brissett or someone of his kind sitting there at number two, ready to take over. No disagreements for me there, Nate. Nate, I'm up against the man. Good call, though. I do appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, no disagreements for me on that one. Uh, it's funny if you if you stay with people long enough, they'll tell you what they were really trying to get to. That he was just really trying to get to. I'm mad at Andrew Barry for Jacoby Brissett. I'm mad at Andrew Barry for Joshua Dobbs. It's a very fair thing to be mad at him about for. Very fair. All right, we have the fan focus coming up. Here's, I think this, this is Dustin, right? I think this is Dustin. All right, little taste from Dustin. We'll go from there. They should not be in this situation. They should have a better backup. They should have had, they should have traded for Jacoby Brissett or tra- traded back for Josh Dobbs or, or never trade Josh Dobbs. Right on cue with our last caller. Couldn't have done that any better. All right, hear what made Dustin go into that little rant when we come back. It's a fan focus coming your way next. Overtime with John of the Beatle and here with you on the fan. 